0: Hello everyone, this is Kevin Ross and your 3 Cocktail Questions latest theories, a channel where I and others will speculate and discuss wild and crazy theories about all things pop culture. If this is your first time here to 3 Cocktail Questions, welcome. Today I want to take a very deep dive into a subject on Game of Thrones, and let me just say right up front, this is a very, very heavily spoilery review of some parts of the Long Night episode a uh, episode uh, season 8 episode 3 if you have not seen this episode i won't be upset go watch it i know some of you don't care about spoilers but if you are doing yourself a complete disservice by not watching the episode first and then come back when you're ready okay are you really ready okay great let's begin now i must tell you up front i've had comments conversations and outright anger directed at me the show the books etc because some but not all people don't quite get and or want to admit that they thought they had the show figured out. Okay. At the end of season eight, episode two, a lot of theories died or may have been modified, including some of my very own. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to try to do right now is what Joseph Scrimshaw does over at the Force Center podcast. By the way, that's a great, bright and light look at this, all things Star Wars. Please go check them out. You can find them wherever podcasts are sold. Okay, uh, and uh, provide try to provide you what what I'm going to call some Game of Thrones counseling. Okay, so that we're all clear. I love this episode with all of its wrinkles, plot holes, the living's poor military strategy, all of it. Okay, so let's all just take a deep breath. I want you to breathe in and breathe out, breathe in and breathe out. Think about. Lemon cakes. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. The sandy beaches at Nan. Breathe in, breathe out. The people on those sandy beaches in Nan. Breathe in and breathe out. And let's talk about Azora High. That's right, we're going to get into Azora High. So we are really, so we are all really excited, shaken, and some people are upset to a level of Mount Vesuvius exploding, okay, that it was, and are you ready? Arya. Yes, Arya killed the Night King, and as far as we know, ending the Great War. Yes, we are all saved until the next event, whatever that is. Look, everybody, this is a fantasy world. It runs on fantasy rules. In a lot of ways, this particular world is grounded in a lot of the same rules that ours has, but it has magic. And I'm using that word extremely loosely. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll get into magic at, at another at some point uh, once the show completely uh, closes out and talk about all of that in greater detail. But I want to actually look at the story structure of Azor high because a lot of people are, are are screaming bloody murder that we've been following this story through the books and the show that John should be the prince that was promised or uh, Daenerys should be the prince that was promised and how could Arya possibly be the prince that was promised? What what's actually going on here? Okay, so let's take the look at the actual story structure of Azor high Okay, as and it reads it in the books and it passed on it, it when you read it. It passes like it's on some kind of fable or fairy tale. So let's break this down. A human, a male, has been tasked to stop the Night King, this, this scary force that we just saw. This man gathers a military force, but is pushed back until he is the lone survivor, armed with a magic sword named Lightbringer. And with this sword, he's able to push back the terror of the night and then establish a border and an army so this never happens again. No detail. It's in broad strokes. Okay? Even the mythical blade of Lightbringer is shrouded in myth and legend. Let's break that down. So this same man who's been tasked to stop this terrible force also just happens to be a skilled artisan to level expert at smithing. And he creates his his own sword over several days and nights. During the final stages of that creation, it breaks. So this man tries again. By the way, there's no rest between the days and nights creating the first sword and the creation of the second sword. Okay, And without any evidence decides that killing a big male lion will do the trick. So, sword still hot from metalworking, he goes out hunting, finds and plunges the sword into the very heart of this very large and very angry lion. And once again, the sword fails. It shatters. Well, still undaunted by this result, again, no rest, okay, between the first sword and the second sword, and now the third sword, okay, which takes even more time to create, and he determines that water can't, can't quench it, and the blood of a, a dangerous wild animal can't create what he needs, he knows, I'll just take this sword and plunge it into my willing wife's chest. You know what? That does the trick. Does this actually sound like a factual report to you, or a fable that's been passed down by both high and low folks in the kingdom to bring context to a crazy event in their life? Okay? Let's also take a look at another event in our world, like Noah and Noah's Ark. Okay? For well over a century, scholars have uh, recognized that the Bible's version of Noah's Ark is based on old Mesopotamian models. Because of all these flood stories uh, deal with events that allegedly happened at the dawn of history, they're given the impression that the myths themselves must have come from primitive origins. But the myths of a global flood that destroyed all life only begin to appear in only in old Babylonia only in the old babylonian period between the 20th and the 16th centuries now why do you think that would be it's because the babylonians were rolling across to everybody okay so Obviously, they they're hearing stories of the same types of floods. So you could easily see where the clergy would have consolidated all of these stories into one larger global story. So if it's flooding over here and it's flooding over here around this time and it's flooding over here around this time, it clearly it must have flooded everywhere, right? That's the logic that they're using. Okay, even the story of the ark is in question. Well over for, well over a century, scholars recognize that the Bible's version of Noah's ark is based on. Um, uh, those 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 versions and the nine known versions of the Mesopotamian flood story each more or less were adapted from an earlier version the closest versions to our historical take of noah as well as the most likely source it comes out of the epic of gilgamesh by the way you go look it up okay <laughs> i did and it's too long to talk about here i'm just telling you it's there okay the point is don't get hung up on a telephone version of a historical figure Instead, I want you to focus on how you would describe the events you just witnessed, say, at a hearth, as the embers grow dimmer, to the children around who want to hear a story. Okay? And knowing that almost all of mankind was destroyed, except that a Stark, trained in the deadliest of skills, and with the reflexes of a grace that only the offspring of Ned and Stark could have had, and as quietly, and as precisely as death came upon and destroyed the Night King. Now, what was that Stark's name again? No one knows. Thanks, everyone. This is Kevin Ross in your Three Cocktail Question Theories. Please like and subscribe. Share the channel all the way around. Uh, please do check out Joseph Scrimshaw and the folks over there at uh, the Force Center podcast. And I hope this helps to clarify the... Uh, a little bit of what we all witnessed with why Arya was selected. She really was the most capable of taking on the Night King hand-to-hand by themselves. Jon's a capable fighter. We saw that the dragon did try to destroy the Night King, and uh, that little smile that we see from him, as as we're doing a little postscript here, I honestly believe the Night King thought he could be destroyed by by dragon fire, And then he looked and realized, hey, you know what? I'm going to be okay. <laughs> so, um, take the Azor High storyline with a grain of salt because everybody else did. Between the comet in the sky, born of salt and smoke, under a flaming star. Look, it probably did happen. Somebody like Arya probably stopped a version of a Night King because he was created once by the children of the forest. He could be created again. But today, Aria saved us all. Let's celebrate. Hug somebody. Be a little nicer to somebody, because she saved us all from the longest night possible, and the coldest night possible. Thanks again, everybody. We'll talk soon about other things.